This is Dr. David Pomeroy, your host on ADHD Focus. I wanted to remind you that the show is not intended to be a recommendation for diagnosis or treatment of any condition for any specific person. Please consult your mental health professional or doctor managing your ADHD or mental health issues about any diagnosis or treatment related information that you hear on the show. Refer your ADHD provider to the show if he or she would like more information. Thank you. Greetings. Welcome back. This is your host of ADHD Focus, Dr. David Pomeroy. And today we're going to be talking about, I think, one of the most challenging areas to deal with in ADHD, and that is organizing your time. The time warp is really common for all of us with ADHD. Things like, oh, I'm just going to do one more thing, or I'm just going to drop in and to the mall just for a second. You know it doesn't take a second, but we all think it's just going to be real quick, and it takes 20 or more minutes. Today, my expert in these areas is Denise Allen, who is a certified professional organizer, and she also has an accreditation in ADHD from the Institute for Challenging Disorganization. Sounds like Everybody with ADHD could join it or certainly benefit from the things they offer. Denise, welcome to the program. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here, and uh, thank you for the opportunity. And hello, everyone. So Denise is uh, her business, Simplify Experts, is here in the Seattle area, but she told me that the Institute for Challenging Disorganization does have a website through which you can do a zip code search for organizers in your area. They also have fact sheets and tips on how to deal with some of the disorganization issues that come up. Their website is challengingdisorganization.org. So Denise, today we we're going to be talking about the time awareness issues and then some talking about getting started and having routines and even rituals that help with organizing time. I've certainly seen many examples every day with the clients I work with of time issues, either always being late for appointments or not being able to get to bed on time. I ask people if they have trouble sleeping or trouble getting to bed, and most of the time it's the getting to bed. Just going to watch one more episode, just one more thing to look up, and time escapes. So one more email. Yes, look on yes. Facebook just one quick time before bed, and all of a sudden mm -hmm. time, time has escaped, and it's, it's multiple hours later. Yes, it's a struggle. So what are the some of the um, effective techniques that you've found that uh, can help people kind of get that under control? Right, right. So first of all, if, if time is fluid for you, then I'd really love to see an analog clock in every space that you use within your home or workplace. Yes. Um, so um, digital clocks, the time just appears, and there isn't, um, there, you don't, you're not drawn to that. I mean, it's, it's just somewhat shocking. 
So we still need to go back to the analog clocks so that we have an awareness of, of that time is passing. Um, and it, so I think it definitely gives uh, people the visual, uh, which is so important with ADD. You can see, oh, wait a second, there's only 10 more minutes till the hand gets up to 10. I've got to um, get moving. Right, and so the more, more that you have of those, so um, one gentleman who was struggling with um, a little bit of video game addiction uh, was a student, and he was uh, he would video game with his friends a little bit, and often it would be two or three more um, before he found himself in bed. So we put um, a clock just um, kind of up left of his television screen. Um, mm -hmm. Tremendous difference. So he, uh, his time awareness became much clearer just with that. Um, I've had women who uh, kind of can lose themselves in their makeup room. Um, so we have a big clock there. And sometimes it's great to even buy those really big post-it notes and put it up next to the clock that says, I must, you know, 743. If I'm going to make my bus to work on time, I need to be out of this bathroom by 7.43. Or maybe even make it 7.38 so you can give yourself a, a, like just that little, <laughs> <The> little <laughs> Yeah, the little extra time. Right, but it's, you know, it's in a good um, like 200 font, size font. I, I buy those big, bright post-its, and sometimes I put it up until you've ingrained this routine um, you might struggle a little bit, so so that's great. So you know, get these clocks up, but you're also going to need some nine volt batteries too, or double A's, whatever. Um, so when you're buying clocks, buy some extra batteries because if if they're not working, the system's broken. Um, so I think that's really important. It's just um, awareness of time throughout. There's also a great um, uh, product called Time Timer which is the visual pie-shaped um, kind of timer that um, it, it's very similar to, to life on like an Xbox game. So it's, it's appealing to the millennials because they can uh -huh. relate to two visuals um, uh, uh, of life, you know, of kind of that, that gaming decreasing. So when you enter the time timer, it's, it, it can go up to just one hour, and then um, the red wedge decreases with time and becomes much smaller. So you're getting, you know, you have the full pie in the beginning, and it gets down to, you know, uh -huh. a piece of a piece, and then it it, 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 it tones. So that's a great thing, too, because... Sometimes when it's late at nine and I'm just like, you know, I just I don't feel like I've had engagement with people that much after dinner. I, I do want to look at Facebook, but I'll flip my time timer to 15 minutes. And, uh -huh. um, and really, like 15 minutes of Facebook, that gives you a very diverse test. <laughs> um, yeah, and okay. it probably is longer than you really think um, when okay. you're on it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you don't so need a, a full hour. Right, so that gives me the limit. And then, um, so my husband's training for a marathon. He rises early. I'd like to stick to his schedule. It just our house runs better if we're both kind of up. But it, it, our house is 6 or 6.30, you know, whatever it may be for you. But it, it's nice to, like, um, just respect our couplehood and, and, and go to bed at the same time. So um, I don't, I don't want to be up an extra hour because I've been lost on Facebook and, and tired the next morning. So just using that time timer. Um, and there's also an app for it 
um, on your desktop on your computer. So an egg timer is also a great inexpensive one, but, but playing with that. Um, and for some people, if they know they have hours to do on the computer, then I use the egg timer or time timer just to take small breaks. Uh-huh. Or or tie that to laundry to to get some life skills too to kind of disengage every forty minutes and stretch my body and maybe throw a load of laundry in or you know um, mm-hmm. if it rings three times and I need to change the cat box I mean it just it's fun yeah, but- the little games the little games that we have to play to kind of just keep our life skills going right and I think that's that's an excellent way to blend instead of having on the list, okay, i got to do the cat box, I have to empty the dishwasher, I have to do the laundry, um, putting those in, probably having them specified as to which break you're going to do that, um, or have four of them down there, and I get to pick which one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. We all love choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like the, the time timer also in terms of, again, that visual going down, you still have to do some mental calculations if you're looking at a clock, but that one is really easy. There's less of the red. I've got to hurry up before it completely goes away. Um, mm-hmm. and, and working backwards to like that is is really smart too. Like, um, and also, uh, I'd like to kind of think about my mornings a little bit. So I I still use a task list. Um, mm-hmm. You get that little you get that little hit when you cross things off. Um, you don't get it as much as when you check a box on an app or yes. you delete something electronically. So um, I still use a daily task list. That is very very strong, and I um, so it it leaves my desk with me. I pin it onto my dashboard of my car as I'm kind of driving it there's a there's a spot there it um, I use a frayed edge uh, so I rip it off a like a small uh-huh. full-size um, theme book so that the frayed edge bothers me and it means I can find it a lot faster in my purse if I put it in my purse so that's I a good one is it, yeah so it's a little bit of an irritant but it also makes me it easier for me to find in a good awareness so um, there's kind of three components of time management to think about. The first one is energy, because if you don't have energy, it doesn't matter how many tasks you have. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, and that's that's self-care, which is so tough. So, you know, um, I want you to pull just one or two nuggets from, from this call that, that you can engage in. So... Don't try to embrace everything. Like, we, you can't do that. You just, you need to decide what's valuable here. So the three components of time management, energy, your tasks, and calendaring. So I, I'd like to touch upon those a little bit. So, um, you know, so when we want to change things within the ADHD mind, we, we need to kind of um, ha- have an awareness of, of where we're at. So, you know, kind of think about that just, where is my energy right now? Where am I depleted? Um, and, you know, so can we put kind of the hardest things of the day when, when I'm more energetic? I just mm-hmm. met with a woman this morning who's overwhelmed by her paper. And, and so that was, that was my question for her. Um, this is a daunting task for you. When are you most energetic? When can I meet you in body W then to help you sort through that? I'm, um, I'm sure there aren't too many of our listeners that have the paper problem, but 
and that's facetious. Oh, no. All of us do. <laughs> if you don't, you may not have ADD. <laughs> um, absolutely. The paper disorganization, it just, it, uh, you can see it so quickly. Um, okay, so you, you get an idea for some energy. So, um, but if you don't have energy, we can't do anything else. And then there's the number of tasks that you're putting on yourself. So I've come to some of my uh, clients with ADD, and they have, they have four or five pages of tasks that yes. they do. And that, um, so, and I know prioritization is a little bit tough, but part of organizing is really getting authentic. Um, so, and I love Judith Kohlberg and Kathleen Nadal's book of ADD Friendly Ways to Organize yes. Your Life. Yeah, that's a good I one. Think that's the very best book out there, and a new edition was released this year, which I'm oh, good. just out at the bookstore. So thrilled. So, if there's one organization book to own. It's that one, ADD Friendly Ways mm-hmm. to Organize Your Life. But they talk about the tasks that an ADD person should have, and that's between three or five. They call it a stubby, a stubby task list. So you should be able to choose your, your five biggest tasks, your three or five biggest tasks. They should all fit on one hand. You should be able to kind of name them off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's prioritization. So, um, one, one thing uh, I want to interject here that many people I find – spend an hour in the morning coming up with the task list. So doing that the night before helps you start off with, okay, I know this one I'm going to start with, and it kind of gets you going instead of spinning your wheels making the task list, and then, well, I might as well have another cup of coffee or read the paper, and the time fritters away. Right, right. So that's a good closure to your evening is just kind of saying, you know, what's the what's the biggest task I have tomorrow? What would be um, the things that will make the most impact um, within those three to five items that I can do within my day? And then there's going to be some days where, where two, two tasks are about as, as much as you can take. And then the other thing is calendaring. So um, there's there's different kinds of tasks that you put in your life. There's things that you need to do immediately, and then you also have some short-term and long-term goals that also fall to that. Um, and I think sometimes we only address the immediate, and then all of a sudden it's spring break, and it would have been great to go somewhere with the kids, but I wasn't organized enough to, to plan something like mm-hmm. that. Or mm-hmm. um, like, oh, I should have called for a roof company um, you know, three months ago, and now I'm I, I'm struggling, and we've got leaky roofs. So um, there's there's kind of those those short and long term tasks that also are part of part of your your um, your life um, an awareness of. So mm-hmm. helpful for a lot of my clients is a whiteboard in an office space. Or you know some kind of space where they're going to process their bills or some of their paperwork, and just have um, your short and long-term items listed on that whiteboard, so that that visual acuity um, is it really helps you organize them. So yeah, definitely having those longer-term goals where you can see them. Um, I think it was. Stephen Covey, who said, uh, start with the end in mind, but if you don't know what you're aiming for, you probably aren't going to get there. And mm-hmm. then another mental part in any given day, 
is what I'm doing right now getting me, advancing me to where I want to be? Um, and is spending that extra hour on Facebook doing it? Probably not. Um, or playing just one more game or looking at just one, one more episode of Netflix. And this brings up a couple of things. Um, one of the dangerous times for people with ADD is in the evening because your medicines probably have worn off. Um, so even having, and this probably gets into what we're talking about later, the routines and rituals, so that you don't fall into that time warp trap. I also wanted to go back for a second and talk about the energy. Um, and it's one thing to realize, yes, I'm more energetic, productive in the morning or early afternoon. But I think the, uh, in terms of having the reserves there, number one is getting enough sleep. Um, and that gets back around to the getting to bed, etc. And the other is um, really being aware of what you're eating. Have to have breakfast. There's got to be some protein in there. Um, right. And even if you need to set an alarm or reminder to have something for lunch, do that. Have a, a healthy type snack, maybe 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, handful of almonds or some trail mix, um, not an extra donut or one of the straight carb processed food things. Um, so that's going to give you the brain fuel through the day and the sleep um, is going to give you just that alertness um, that medicines can't make up for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think sometimes um, the energy component is so important and, um, you know, some of my clients that have um, some fibromyalgia or some different, you know, just um, it, that's such a struggle to, to move into the getting started. So, uh, with you know, without our energy, uh, we can't we can't accomplish much. But mm -hmm. one of the great things that I... Um, there's a, a life coach named Casey Dixon who has this, she has this ADHD trifecta method, which I think is pretty phenomenal. Um, she says when people need to get started on things, we want to bring in kind of three elements. One is item, the item is high interest. We have a looming, a, a looming deadline or disaster kind of affiliated with it. And other people and support, you know, so yes. how, how to kind of bring these three, if you can picture a Venn diagram, kind of these three circles and bring them together. Mm -hmm. And when we can bring these three objects of, of high interest, you know, um, where your strengths and talents are, some curiosity, some small rewards and, and tiny steps, um, so th that's kind of one element there. And then looming deadline and disaster. I know we all um, understand procrastination a little bit, how, how exciting that can be. Um, but, but being able to track some, some progress, make some challenges, play with our timers and, and analog clocks, and um, just maybe even schedule some fake deadlines on things to help, help motivate. And, and that's, I think, a uh, oftentimes if us ADHDers set our own deadlines, 
it's very easy to blow past them and say, oh, yeah, well, I'll get to it. Oh, there's plenty of time. But if there's some accountability of calling someone or telling a spouse, telling someone else, I'm going to get this done by this time, and I'll call you or text you, whatever. If you don't hear from me within a half an hour, please give me a call or text me. So I know I have to get it done. Um, not that I'm going to be punished by, by my friend um, if I don't get it done, but there's that external driver to, uh, to get things done. I think we all, and that's that third part, that's, that's that support person, someone you can declare your intentions to that isn't going to give you judgment, um, some kind of buddy or accountability partner, and mm-hmm. then also just the knowledge piece that if it isn't working, um, you know, can I delegate this out? Because uh, all these shoulds in my life are just beating me down. So if I'm not a person that does my laundry well or irons my shirts for work well, you know, mm-hmm. maybe delegating out to the cleaners is a better option and uh, frees yourself up. Um, you know, so, but bringing those three things together is is a really great springboard, you know, so thinking about, um, so I'm, I'm going to give you a sample of, of a person. Um, let's say we have Al who is consistently late to work. Al's one-bedroom apartment is full of clothes, papers, books, magazine, technology, and sports equipment, and he has just started to date somebody he's excited about. Okay, so this is our guy who's struggling okay. to get started. Okay. Um, so Al has ADHD. Okay, so we start kind of talking about, um, you know, his his curiosity of, on his interests and what would be a reward for him. So Al is a bit of an outdoorsy guy, and he also loves football, and he's got a fantasy football team. So he watches a lot of football. So then he and I talked about, you know, um, weekend time is not a good time for him to do laundry and get all these all the clothing off the time because um, his favorite love truly is skiing and when football season mm-hmm. moves season if we set up a system on Sunday he wouldn't be able to maintain it because he would rather be up the mountain right, so right. we want him to have some rewards and, and passions and things that that um, make life interesting but he does watch TV on Monday night and Monday night, he's home. So to me, um, we talked about trying to do laundry at commercial break and using timers and see if he could get through his week's worth of laundry during the Monday night game. Uh-huh. There you go. So that, was, that was kind of um, – and, and sometimes linking two things like this together is a smart thing to do. And then um, – so uh, another way, if, if you, you know, kind of on this looming disaster and deadline, well, his deadline was he would like to have this gal that he started to see over within a couple weeks. So um, he's taking go. a pretty aggressive stance. Um, so he's, um, uh, so, so that's a great deadline is to, you know, throw a party if it, fall, if it falls in with your comfort or just to have someone over, um, you know. But Yeah, and is, there's, there's your motivation. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's, in it's terms a good of, balance. Mm-hmm. 
um, and, and, and go ahead. Go ahead. Um, it's a you know, uh, um, and there and he can he can track his progress. So there's you know, um, an accountability person for him may be his sister who just had a new baby. So he could send a couple pictures to her and um, she could text back, "Great job," kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But she she can't come over now and and like really give him a kudos because the new baby is really occupied. But the but the photo he felt was enough. Um, uh huh. And and uh, and that's a handy thing about text. You don't have to reach that person by phone, but if they can give you, hey, great job, good for you, that also is is uh, those little step rewards. Um, getting some approval or support message from someone can make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And, and then um, another different different way for to kind of create a looming deadline. Um, sometimes they use a little bit of painter's tape, and we kind of box off areas in the room. And um, ah, okay. week, week one, we may want to really focus on this area. And then we're gonna, and once it becomes a beautiful space, we're working at kind of keeping it at, at like like to, to say a sacred space is maybe too strong, but um, really maintaining the system of when we've organized it. So we've gotten everything in the drawers, the dresser drawers, and the dresser drawers are not too full. So one of my golden rules is 80% is full. Uh, things need swing space and be able to retrieve it. Um, so if the dresser's set, we've gotten the laundry in there, then it's about retrieving and working, um, really giving it like a college try to get the clothes back into the dresser. For some mm-hmm. people, that's a great idea. For some people, it's too much of a struggle, and maybe we want to move to hook. But um, with with this gentleman, we made great strides within the dresser. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, and you say that now I'm thinking of my dresser drawer that's full of so many old T-shirts I can barely open the drawer, and that kind of fits with one other thing I've heard as as far as clutter is throw one thing away a day. Now by the end of the month you've got thirty things gone. One doesn't yeah. seem too much. I could put five of those T-shirts into a bag and either drop them at Goodwill or drop them in the garbage or use them for cleaning rags, but they're going to get out of the drawer. Right. And, and um, if you've got a donation bag going it's and you're a person that goes to the store, most of the grocery stores now have a clothing bin in their parking lot just to make mm-hmm. it easy. If you're like, I don't know where Goodwill is. Just drop them in the bin at the grocery store. The, uh, they have book donation bins and clothing donations. Just try to make it easy on yourself. Yes, you won't get a tax donation slip there, but if but, tax donation slips haven't been a strength for you before, it's okay. And I, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to declare too much for the old T-shirts. So it's, that's a good uh, point. And I, good I point. think this also brings up even getting back to the – ADD friendly ways to organize. Um, I know in, they stress having a structure, a strategy, and the support. So the structure is keep a donation bag going. Have a place where you can put it instead of thinking, oh yeah, I've got to do that. It becomes another task. I couldn't open this drawer. There's so much stuff. I'm going to take these three shirts and put them in the donation bag. Um, right, right. So if, it's, know, if it's already so- there. We only wear 20% of our clothing 80% of the time. <laughs> so um, we really, so organizing your home 
really brings down the white noise of your home and adds to yes. your focus. So if we can if we can minimize minimize it or just clear that clutter, your your brain just gets a chance to relax. And yeah, and clear space is so restful. Exactly, and if that can be a goal to think of as you're I want to do cleaning up the closet or getting these shirts organized, which ones I don't wear anymore, to think, and how peaceful is it going to be to walk in and there isn't this stuff all over the room and keeping that right. visual as a reward in mind. That is, it's such a great point, Dr. Pomeroy, is really to be clear on your vision. So, um, you know, when we talk about goals, we want them specific and strategic and measurable. So we, we really want to be clear on what our vision is for our space that we live in. You know, um, so are you a person that reads in bed? Like, if I read flat in bed, I'm asleep within a minute, and then the book has drool on it. You know, just yeah. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> we don't want. So um, I, you know, I might keep um, a, one paperback, but really, um, I, I, I'm reading in my family room, so that's where my books are zoned, and, and it works better for me. So I, I don't want to like. To bring, we want to kind of keep it all to one area of where we do do that um, that task or purpose. Um, mm -hmm. Just just kind of thinking about zoning things a little bit, and then I, I'm always going to come back to really being authentic. So you know, you talk about um, how many T-shirts you have, but like I want you to think about how often do you wear T-shirts in your week? You know, um, so is is having a hundred t-shirts beneficial to the person that you are or really mm -hmm. are you in, you know kind of how do you dress um because there's i've also seen just clothes full of people that kind of um have have an idea of this fantasy self they want to be but they don't wear any of it so so mm -hmm. being really authentic is is huge so if you say you're a crafter but have or a scrapbooker but haven't made a scrapbook in in 12 years and you've got rooms full of it, maybe it's time to say, hey, has this expired for me? Yeah, yeah. Bring down, this, bring down that white noise. Um, Un unfortunately, our, our time has expired. I think we could talk on this for another couple hours, so I'll be sure to uh, have you on an, another show when we can um, carry on the conversation. So I do want to uh, have a kind of give a brief summary here of, I think, some of the um, key points we talked about. One of them is just awareness, um, being able to see when do you spend extra time or further away time, um, taking things in small steps, um, having the energy to do it, have a limited three to five point task list, and have a calendar that goes out in the future so you can look at the long-term, oh yeah, I was going to take a vacation here, I guess I better figure out where I'm going, maybe get tickets and things like that. Well, Denise, this has been a very helpful discussion. I think there are a lot of um, takeaways people can uh, get from it, and I certainly appreciate you being on the program. Well, thank you. My pleasure. My um, guest today has been Denise Allen, who is a certified professional organizer 
and certainly works with a number of people with ADHD. And one of the resources she um, gave us for those who aren't in the Seattle area is the Institute for Challenging Disorganization, and their website is challengingdisorganization.org. So thank you for listening. You've been listening to ADHD Focus. This is your host, Dr. David Pomeroy, wishing you well until next time.